0: thesis, like pick apart different parts of different facets of consumer life, um, you know, and reimagine in a sustainable ways.
1: So the ecoverse is um, it's something that you were just taking the metaverse space, but you are becoming that uh, eco space.
0: A, a suite of products um, like an eco card, uh, like evolving your character, an avatar store, whatever, that's all backed by carbon.
1: Community building, especially into this space will be so important
2: being green, but then also uh, being on, being out there and being uh, available to the most amount of people.
1: Not just us as an agent, but I think all the agents is out there. So how can we all together, you know, help, you know, educating and, and shape that behavior that we can be, you know, more sustainable in all the points. Hi everyone, it's Mara Genovese here, founder and president of MG Power, a global digital influencer market agency. And here is our podcast, Influencer Marketing Uncover. Today I'm super, super excited because we have a very interesting and important subject to discuss with our incredible guest that is joining us all the way from California, Nila Nilakenti ceo of eco sapiens a company that's making headlines for bringing the climate change fight to crypto and the nft world how fascinating is that i have so many questions to ask him today on this subject but before we start i'm very very excited to also share today this special edition with my dear ross our senior design manager here at imaging power this is the first time that ross is joining me as a co-host and I'm super excited because he has an incredible knowledge when it comes to NFT and Metaverse and Web3. So nice to have you, Ross, Thanks here with that. me today. Thanks How so exciting.
2: <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to uh, be here co-hosting my first episode of Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast. And such an exciting and, and relevant episode for, for me and I'm sure a lot of our audience as well. Um, and a uh, big welcome to Niha, who's joining us from San Diego today.
0: Welcome to the Influencer Marketing uh, Uncovered podcast, Nihar. Thanks for having me, guys, and it's great to meet you. And uh, I know it's and it's pretty late for you guys over over in London, but uh, I'm super jammed and excited about this this conversation. Um, Web three and you know climate change for me has been um, it's it's you know it's a really unique intersection that, as you pointed out, can seem like they're at odds. It is a paradox, like Ethereum and and some of the protocols today are not um, you know the most green, but I do feel like nfts uniquely present an opportunity to, to unlock sustainability in a unique way so thanks again guys
1: amazing now i've like we've been talking uh you know for you know a few months now about like how to type sustainability into nft metaverse and web3 so very exciting to have you here with us today so thank you so much for joining us and like as we're discussing by now, like when you look at NFT, crypto and web three, climate change, and all these points around it. So I really wanted to start our conversation and asking you to explain to our audience what is actually EcoSapiens and how are you connecting all this element NFT, crypto, and three into your you know new adventure which is EcoSapiens?
0: Sure. So maybe I could, maybe we can make this a little bit interactive to kind of answer that question, but. Amazing. You know, Ross and Meyer, I can ask you a question. I don't mean to lead the witness, but do you care about the environment?
1: Absolutely. hundred percent. Of course.
0: Do you do, I mean, do you do the basics? Like, do you recycle where you can? Um, you know, if you buy Nike shoes, maybe you buy the sustainable ones. Um, do you, do, do you feel like you generally do the basic stuff?
1: I do. The basic, the very basic, I do feel like, you know, uh, I've been doing that, uh, for, you know, for, for, for a while, but on a transparent way, I should do more. Like that's, uh, I do, but I, I feel like I'm not doing enough.
0: So that was going to be my next question was wh- whether or not you felt like you were doing enough. Um, do you feel like, um, do you, do you, do you feel stuck or do you feel helpless or do you feel, do you know what to do like if you were to do more do you know what to do
1: uh great question um i do think on what i could do more but i feel that at the same time i would like to be educated more if that makes sense don't know about you ross yeah.
2: I think I think for for me, I'm super. Um, it's a massive subject, a uh, massive topic for me, and one that I hold very like dearly to, to myself. I uh, in my in my private life, I uh, enjoy lots of hobbies that are to do with nature and and garden and things like that. So I I feel like I do my bit to connect back with nature anyway. But I think there are some things that, as much as we can, kind of cycle to work or recycle, like you said, or, or do a small bit. That it always leads back to my thinking of if I'm just doing this, but no one else is doing it, is that making a difference to anything? So I think that always is the question in the back of my mind
0: when I'm doing these things that are probably quite small <laughs> To to in general. So I bet you that almost anyone that you know, everyone that you guys work with, probably most people on the planet probably feel the same way. They're raising their hand saying, I'm not, I'm a good person. I care about the planet. I want to do something about it. I do the things that I can, but it's pretty hard to do more. Like, And you highlighted the two problems. One is education. There's a lack of education as to what you can do and how you can make an impact. And then there also is just this systemic, there's there's a structural challenge in the way consumer life is designed, right? We do live in a system that rewards uh, waste and spoilage, right? Because negative externalities are not priced in. But also the reality is that sustainability isn't exactly aligned with consumer incentives, Right, it's 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 just not. Most oftentimes, the the eco friendly option is more expensive, it's inaccessible, um, it's not necessarily the most visibly attractive, um, and uh, you know, it's not aligned. It's it's most oftentimes not the better, faster, cheaper, good, right? And so, this is what this is the actually the core problem and the core customer that EcoSapiens is trying to design for is, you know, we're on a mission to democratize climate action. And we think we can do that by basically reimagining pockets of consumer life through the lens of sustainability and making it, you know, one-click easy, visibly attractive, financially attractive, um, and uh, you know, accessible to you. And this is the unique aspect that kind of Web three brings into this because Web three is like the financialization of almost every behavior, right? And the unique thing about NFTs is that it can it presents this like visible layer to crypto that didn't usually exist before, right? Um, I call it the Tesla principle, by the way, like I have, you know, my, in my previous life, I was, um, you know, in venture capital for the last like seven years and I led the climate practice at a firm called, uh, or the climate thesis rather at a firm called Menlo Ventures. And, uh, the whole thing I had there was like, it's really hard for consumers to make a difference on the environment, but we can do so if we, you know, do those things we said, right. Make it one click easy, uh, visibly attractive, whatever. And I call it the Tesla principle. Um and I apologize if you guys own a Tesla or if you guys are vegan are, are either of you guys owners of a Tesla or vegan
1: i, I have no, to admit it that I have a Tesla so but hopefully yes that's not gonna be a big deal Ira, I don't mean to it. put
0: you on the spot here, but <laughs> please don't if you if you if you notice um people that own a Tesla, you'll always notice that they're never gonna be like, oh, my car's around the corner. They're almost always going to say, oh, look, my Tesla's over there. It's the black one.
1: Right? No, I don't. I don't say that. So I'm glad. I will say my car is around the corner. I never say the name of the car.
0: There you go. So there's you- a good
1: point. OK, OK, good point. Um, All right.
0: Vegans do the same thing. Like vegans. This is my experience. Like if you go to if you go to lunch with someone that's vegan and I'm not vegan, but like it's never like i'll have the salad no dressing it'll always be like look i'm a vegan this is what i want that's so
1: true (laughs) i'm not vegan but now i I got your point because yes all my friends that are vegans like oh do they have you know vegan menu i was like oh really like yeah you're right but but again i never i never thought about it but now they're saying it's just giving me the reflection that yes everyone says like i'm vegan
0: it's and it's basically and you know i'm i'm like a pragmatic um you know person but like I think it's a virtue signal, right? Mm -hmm. Like the best sustainable brands, whether it's Patagonia or Tesla, um, they basically really lean into the virtue signal aspect, right? Like when you're a vegan or when you own a Tesla, you are saying like, this is my value system, right? And you're expressing that very publicly. Um, Obviously look like a Tesla, the number two reason why people buy Tesla is because it's a really good car. It's actually better because it's sustainable um, or eco-friendly, right? Zero emissions. Third reason is because it saves you money on gas. And fourth is because it saves you money on maintenance. None of that has to do with zero emissions, right? And this is how I think um, you actually get more sustainable goods into the hands of people. And so what we've designed basically is the world's first uh, perpetual carbon capture NFT. And, um, you know, carbon is an interesting interesting vehicle that is basically the business model for regeneration, right? Reforestation. Kelp production, whatever, right? Activities that sequester carbon, which we need to be doing actually Um, in mass. Like, we actually, this is the crazy thing. We emit 50 gigatons of carbon per year in the global economy. And even if all the, even if the entire economy goes to zero emissions, we actually still need to suck up carbon out of the air. It actually has to happen. Um, The thing is, carbon, you know, it's a $5 billion market today. It's expected to be $50 billion within a decade. There's zero consumer participation in it, or very little, at least. And my thesis was that we need to get consumers to buy this stuff because it finances, you know, regenerative activities. But no one's doing it because, you know, back to those four pillars that I was saying, it's not—it's um, accessible, but maybe it's not like you can go to Robinhood and click a button on it. And even when it is presented, which you can buy these on certain markets, no one's doing it because, like, so what? It's not like a carbon appreciates in value, like buying you know a share of Amazon or something. It's not, you know, going to the moon like like uh, one of these crypto coins. It's pretty. It's relatively stable. Um, and so my idea was, what if we took it on chain, um, brought carbon on chain, right? So that solves the accessibility problem. And what if we uh, made it visibly representative of something via an NFT? And that was kind of the idea of the eco-sapien, right? So when you buy our carbon-backed NFT, you're actually transforming yourself from a homo-sapien to an eco-sapien. And each NFT comes with 20 tons of carbon removal based, uh, sorry, carbon, sorry, nature-based carbon removal credits. I know it's a tongue twister.
1: Yeah, (laughs) love it.
0: And, uh, um, And so it comes with 20 tons of carbon, and there's two models in which we productize carbon in this model. So Every time the NFT trades hands, so anytime it resales on volume, it's vacuuming up more carbon that gets added back into the NFT because we're taking a fixed percentage of the resale and it goes back to the NFT itself. Mm-hmm. Thus, the NFT, is just it's basically stacking carbon up like Legos every time it trades. And so in that sense, it's a perpetual carbon capture NFT. The other thing is if you choose to hold your NFT, um, which we want people to do ultimately, this is now your ticket into the Ecoverse, which is what, um, which is, you know, basically our metaverse that we're designing, um, you know, to basically pick apart, you know, what the whole thesis, like pick apart different parts of different facets of consumer life, um, you know, and reimagine in a sustainable way. So the Ecoverse is like, yeah, it's a funky, it's, you know, we're playing into the whole metaverse word, um, but it is basically a set of products and a a suite of products, um, like an eco card, uh, like evolving your character, an avatar store, whatever that's all backed by carbon. Um wow. so really that's you know, that's kind of the start of it at least. Yeah.
1: Wow. That is uh it is yeah, indeed it is it is very fascinating, uh, you know, the rationale behind uh the, the the whole idea. Uh and it's it is the first time that I'm hearing that. So I'm not sure if you, if you know if there's any other company doing what you're doing, but this is the first time that I'm doing that that you know, someone is going to that level that you're doing to think about climate change and, and you know all of you know uh, working you know on the how to create this Web3 and NFT and now you're saying ecoverse which is less metaverse in a more sustainable way. So in essence, the ecoverse is just just for me to like and for the audience understand it as well. So the ecoverse is um it's something that you were just taking the metaverse space but you are becoming that uh, eco space but how are you engaging and creating that are you doing that in collaboration with brands or how what is the you know the the link between what you're doing and the brand so are you approaching brands or how how a brand can actually be part of eco and the ecoverse
0: yeah actually like so many different ways because um consumer life right if you want to make a dent um you know in in reimagining consumer like every person's life through sustainability it's not going to be entirely on the internet obviously right Mm -hmm. it's the way it's what you wear right it's what you drink it's what you eat it's how you move um and in that essence like really because what we have is when you own an eco sapien presumably you're a part of this climate forward community Mm -hmm. and you know, we want to bring in brands that can that align with that value system, essentially. So, you know, we're talking to quite a few sustainable apparel brands, plastic-free goods and services, um, you know, fintech products that do banking that's basically carbon negative. There are, you know, certain banking, um, you know, infra- There's banking infrastructure out there. I know Stripe is trying to be carbon negative. Um, we might build it ourselves. Like we have a we have a vision of building an eco card, such that every time you swipe right, what you're doing is you're getting reward in carbon potentially, or you can maybe create a massive, you know, royalty uh, rewards program with other brands, um, where you can give discounts to people against lower carbon, you know, behaviors, right? Like, you're already spending every day, you're swiping your card every single day. But if we can, like, you know, Brex made a, a, a massive rewards, uh, you know, program for corporates, and it's a, you know, $10 billion plus company, uh, what if we created, you know, the world's best, uh, sustainable, you know, credit card program, right. Where you're getting discounts to places like beyond Meats and impossible, um, impossible, impossible, Burger, or, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's two competitors out there, um, um, or Patagonia or other sustainable brands. And, um, I think there's lots of ways because this whole sustainability thing, there's no one size fits all solution. I think, I think there has to be massive coordination across all sectors and all categories, um, but, but yeah, to, to answer your question, it's, it's both in this digital realm, but it really is like, we are trying to plug in with all kinds of brands. Um, sustainability is an advantage today. People want to yeah, be a part of it.
1: Interesting that you talk about like sustainability, right? Cause like as a, as an agency here, we, we have, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, client of ours that are, you know, uh, sustainable brands when it comes to, you know, especially skincare, uh, in this segment, we have a lot of you know clients that you know are you know are, are sustainable, mm-hmm. but when we discuss with them about you know like how you know sustainable brands can you know uh, join the Web three and NFTs mm-hmm. and metaverse, it all sounds very controversial for them. So how do we do NFT and sustainability to connect, right? How does it work? So that's the question that every time we have these discussions. With our clients they come to us and say mm, we cannot figure this out because like how how does two how does two match like and we'd love to hear from you like how we're we linking you know sustainability with nft how this can, how can this both coexist and contribute to each other that actually will be sustainable and make sense to the consumer
0: Yeah. So there's, I mean, this whole NFT space evolves every month. So the one sure thing is that there's no rule book (laughs) for how this stuff goes, but the the prevailing thinking I'd say is that you have to, the NFT itself is, it's a, it's, it's a way to bootstrap a community, right? So if you're a brand and I'm just, let's just make up a brand, like a sustainable coffee, you know, company, right? Um, What you could do is you could, you know, you could actually create an NFT that you can issue anyone that buys you know your coffee. And that NFT, because it's you know issued on the blockchain, there's only one of one of those it's non fungible obviously. you can actually loop all those people into community using the NFT, right? And as a way to kind of visually represent that they're part of the system. obviously there's the art component to it which you can you know, design or whatever. But the NFT, the utility can, from, can, can be simply as a way to you know acquire a community right and a loyal fan base. And now that you know that everyone has anyone in your community that has that NFT, you can always, you know, you can send them rewards, you can introduce them to events, it becomes a community, right? So that's, that's one way I've seen it. The other piece is obviously with the art, that's a massive canvas for people to then display like, oh, look, I'm part of the, you know, the good coffee culture club, right, that makes sustainable coffee. Um, And that's something that they can display, you know, in multiple places and it keeps evolving, right? Instagram is going to start opening up a possibility to have, you know, showcase your NFTs. OpenSea does it currently. I mean, if you're building for that today, I would imagine that in six months from now, the infrastructure evolves, right? But it is, I think there is a massive community building opportunity, you know, around sustainability, sustainability using the NFT and a visual, a canvas by which you can, you know, you can paint on that. Um, There's... I think there's this broader question about like, is the blockchain green? And this, I I, I wish I knew the answer. Like you guys are the experts in in storytelling and and in marketing and stuff, not me. But um, I have seen like the general public from what I've seen is they're just gonna think that the blockchain is not green. That's not necessarily rooted in truth. Like there are some chains obviously that are not green um, and that's typically the proof of work chains, but you know, Solana, Polygon, Avalanche, et cetera, are actually more green than building stuff on the cloud, right? Like you clicking something on the cloud on a website on Web2, uh, it's actually way greener on Solana and, or movements are transactions are greener on Solana and Polygon, which is like a, th- which is a fact that people, you know, forget or, or don't study because the perception is that all the blockchain they, t- like every blockchain is on green. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I do believe that that's going to be a challenge, right. From a marketing point of view. Um, but people that are in crypto, if you're like marketing to people that are in crypto, you know they're they're pretty. In, from what I've seen, they understand the nuances there.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a difficult space, isn't it? Because um, as we as you touched on, I think right at the beginning, Ethereum is is a a, a challenging cryptocurrency to be a part of in the sustainable like in the, in that universe because of its associate, like obviously the, the mining and 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 the carbon emissions associated with the computer empowering to do that. Are you guys sort of, are you working away from that to some of the more, like you said, greener uh, crypto chains and and blockchains? Or, um, and is that in that ecoverse is that kind of a a danger that can get associated with Ethereum in in that?
0: Yeah, so for us, we spent a lot of time thinking about, we we spent a lot of time deliberating and agonizing this like over this exact question. And our answer was to build on Ethereum. And there's basically three reasons why. One is almost all the volume um, for NFTs are on Ethereum, right? So like if you want to attract the widest range of customers, the most use cases, the most other Web3 collaborations, which is a a big thing people do, right? They do community collaborations. Uh, My thinking was... Look, when you're doing a startup or you're launching a new product and you guys know how it is, you're in a race against time. You've got limited budget. Our thinking was why shoot ourselves in the foot before the race, right? We're building towards a long-term vision and a long-term project here. not just one NFT drop, obviously. Um, We need to be on the platform where the the people are and where the dollars are. Um, It's that simple. I do find that a lot of like green NFTs or green tokens, they're not doing Ethereum. So we are definitely... We've got more of a consumer mindset, for sure. Um, that being said, Ethereum is going to go to proof of stake. Um, who knows when <laughs> it will? It will become as green eventually. Um, a lot of people think it might happen this month. Uh, who knows? But you know, this could just be a problem that eradicates itself, honestly, over time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so the other thing is like all the developers and the infrastructure that's being built, people are primarily building on Ethereum, right? So also if you're someone, if you're an entrepreneur that's looking to build in the space, there's way more plug and play solutions there too. So I think
2: that's a, it's a big conversation that we're having as well, because we have, we we facilitate brands that want to get into the space, especially in such like new spaces, such as NFTs. And you don't kind of want to shoot yourself in the foot and not as public or not be like go on the big marketplaces so you want to be on open sea and you want to get that you want to get the brand association and the the community driven behind it so it's it's a tightrope isn't it trying to do it but have in especially in a sustainable space being green but then also uh being on being out
0: there and being uh, available to the most amount of people i know it's it's tough but uh there is this old adage that i remember from like you know from business school it's like you gotta fish where the fish are you know (laughs) um and, you know, it'll take time. Network effects are really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Ethereum definitely has it. I there, There's a broader question of which layer twos will, you know, exist. And that's, all, that's, an, that's a real risk, right? If you're building a real long-term project on, the, you know, in Web3, you if you're building, you know, on a chain that just may not exist two years from now, then you're in big trouble. So... Um, so and, yeah.
1: and, and, and like you mentioned our like community right so which I think you know community building especially into this space would be so important but how to actually create that community and how to engage you know especially when you you mentioned about climate change right it is something that is really linked to your business so how do you engage community through like nfts and crypto, and the climate change because you know like web 3 we're still going like social media social platform will continue to be a big thing right even bigger now because we're giving much more power to the creators slash influencers and talents right where it was web one and web two. So they are really much, you know, creators and influencers, they were much more, you know, um, related to brands, to engage with them in order for them to succeed. And now with the web three is the opposite, right? So they're going to have much more ownership from their social and how they're created and how, you know, they're engaging with their community. So what is your, you know, like, when you think about, you know, engaging, you know, influencers because you know like they had you know a massive influence on engaging their followers because they really know you know their community they really know what the community wanted to see and what they like so how to link now NFT community, climate change, crypto, like how do you envision those community uh, to be?
0: So I it's I think this is a great question because Web3 go to market is so radically different from Um, you know, Web2 marketing, paid ads, any kind of paid structure doesn't really work um, in Web3. I mean, the way there is a paid aspect to it in the sense that what you're doing is you have to identify other people, um, other influencers or other people in the space that care about the mission, the value system, the whatever, and other communities that are building alongside you, right? So for us, for Mm -hmm. example, there are other impact NFTs. Um, There are other impact Web3 companies and organizations out there. Uh, what we did is we built a list of all those communities that we could find and you can't Google search these names by the way, you have to go to, you have to go to Twitter and Reddit. That's where all these things yeah. live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that there, it's, actually, it's actually like a fun technical challenge, frankly, just finding um, some of these other names, but you'll find them, right? Once you start getting yourself into other communities and what you do is you build a Twitter presence, you build the, the Reddit presence, you build your own discord and you start popping into other groups um, that are once again mission aligned. And what you can do is you can basically arm, like once you have an initial audience of people, an initial community, and that community can live on Twitter or Discord or whatever your primary channel is, what you want to do is you want to arm those folks, um, you know, to bring in more like-minded, you know, people to the community. Usually the hook, so, you know, I was saying in, um, in web, like paid ads don't work in web three, there is still a paid component to it it's just that extrinsic motivation is going to be access to the nft for example in the future Mm -hmm. or access to a token or some type of governance or some type of status like people give you know high value community member status within their discords and their whatever and so there is like there is a form of extrinsic motivation right for for sustainability brands that you have to lever Um, but it's all about arming your initial community to bring in more people and that's usually through twitter and and discord and whatever um, but it does start up, it does start with you know this initial um you know research. People love Twitter spaces. That's a massive avenue for you know meeting new people. It it, it does, you know, I it blows my mind, frankly, like how uh for anyone in the NFT space, they live on they live on Twitter spaces. They live in Twitter and what's gonna
1: happen now with you know Elon Musk and Twitter because you're talking about <laughs> Tesla and then you're just like, you know, just making a link here. <laughs>
0: They've got the downvote button now. I, I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that. They yeah. they new- launched the downvote thing.
1: I did, but yeah, no, but like, and, and you're so right. So Twitter is a, is an, is a great platform, you know, to to find community and, and to engage and to spread the word rapidly, right? Compared to to other platforms like you know TikTok and and Instagram. And I thing, think, like you mentioned, a like page won't work on web three so i i i, I love that you mentioned that because this is you know another question because that we have a lot from our clients because now where we stand with the web two we cannot do any strategy we had that without having the paid linking to our strategy right so tell us a little bit more like you know about web three when you mention like paid you know one excess so how that transition will look like, and what is the you know I'm I'm not, maybe I'm just you know uh, change a little bit the the subject it's just because I thought it was very interesting that you mentioned that, but if if the page would exist on Web three, how the platforms will monetize, and that means that it everything will be more led to the sustainability. I mean, like you know, like we were not gonna be. Uh, you know, related anymore to to paid in order to succeed, in order to create community, in order to educate about sustainability, in order to create community that's going to engage on the climate change subject? How does this going to look like to the platforms?
0: It's it's interesting because I think Web3, the, the business model paradigm is a little bit different. So, you know, in, in typical companies, if you're going to be a sustainable, you actually have to reach like hundreds of thousands of people, right, in order to get, a handful of customers that pay, and then you have to figure out how to get them to repeatedly engage, right, and hold on to retention. The thing about uh, Web three stuff, impact NFTs, or even tokens, the people you don't need millions of people. You actually just need ten thousand people that are highly motivated about your cause, right? And because those people, will, as long as they have the they own the NFT, they're gonna they're gonna retain, right? That's actually the greatest hook with these NFTs is once you get someone to buy one or hold one or join your community, you've got retention, like they'll stick around. Um, so that's really the way in which you can, you know, generate like monetization around. And that's why people love NFTs or just tokens in general. Um, you know, whereas like in typical, you know, paid, you have to spend some money, acquire a user, then you have to spend some more money to, you know, acquire them again and again, again, potentially. Um, so, sorry, I don't know if I was actually answering the question or not, but I do, I I do think the the name of the game for this space is like fewer people that are highly motivated as opposed to large numbers of people, um, and the you want to build a good influencer strategy, but you just have to recognize that the definition of influencer is a little bit different than um, a typical sense. Like celebrities aren't necessarily going to get you more people in the crypto world, people in the crypto world, they're looking at Twitter and saying, who's like really thoughtful, who knows what they're talking about, who's like a real thought leader. Um, They're not as phased by, you know, mainstream, um, you know, influencers, frankly, because this is the financialization of everything. And people want to know if they buy this NFT or they're part of this mission, if it'll appreciate in value. Um, It's hard to say if, you know, you know, like an Instagram influencer will actually, you know, um, influence you in that way, right? Whereas you see a lot of people in crypto, there are these anonymous faces, frankly, like the some of the influencers I know of, like Kevin Rose is the biggest influencer in um, NFT world. Uh, G Money's really well known. Um, Alexis Ohanian, you know, he's a co-founder of Reddit. There are people like that that are like the big time influencers, but they're also like, it, you can't actually, it's not like you can go to Kevin Rose and say, look, can we get you to promote this thing for for X amount of money, like they're not going to do that, right? Because they themselves, their reputation is their own community, right? So I think you have to be like, you actually have to be way more intentional about finding the right influencers that match with your uh, strategy and your vision. And if you can find those people, um, you can give them NFTs, you can give them tokens, um, and have them be a part of your community so that all boats rise, right? That's the whole thing. I think here. It's that all boats rise, as opposed to being like a me versus you relationship um but it's yeah the influencer thing it's it's very different and the, the names of influencers that are recognized in crypto um are different also
2: i think it's when you take it back into a sustainability sense like influence for us has always been like an ultimate tool for change so maybe that is a good aspect to bring it into where you can promote consciousness into consumers or into the because they have very trusted communities don't that they? They, they have a part with like that's What we use as a base of our storytelling about brand building about about anything so maybe that promoting the consciousness of the environment but in this communityized way is a good entering into the space for influencers that are relevant in that space to use
0: yeah and i mean i think the cool thing with sustainability and eco-friendliness is and it's just what we we'd started off this conversation with if you ask anyone to raise their hand if they care about the environment they're going to say yes yeah. Like mm-hmm. all those names I just listened to, I just listed out. They care about the environment, just like you and me. I actually think the whole sustainability angle, it's its way more horizontal. I think you're going to find way more mm-hmm. TAM, mm-hmm. Um, just because like, it doesn't matter if it's Web 2 or Web 3. This is a cause that people care about it's and people course, want to yeah. do something about it.
1: And then and then just like, if it's a cause, like, and, and, and I, I, I love that you, we started this conversation of you asking our question of like, how we feel that we are contributing. Sustainability, and I think this is the a question that everyone should be asking themselves by now after listening to our conversation. But how, like, to finalize your conversation? How do you, how do we shape, you know, you know, consumers and customer behaves? How we shape brands behavior and consumer behave? Like how 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 they can take actions, and and how together we can shape this to change mindset because this is a not easy thing to do, right? and as we all know we are on the tipping point right of the climate change so like we are talking about decades you know if we don't if we if we all don't do something about it where we where the world would be right so so how do we see your platform that you're just you know that you have created to not just support on the sustainability aspect but also on shaping behavior from consumers to brands.
0: I I think um, it's basically I, I have I use three words, but it's community and utility aligned with impact. It's those three, those three words. So if you can build a community around this shared sustainability culture, which is what we're doing, right? I think our twist is that we want to be pragmatic climate optimists as opposed to, you know, rah-rah people. Like we're all about action. Um, but that's where the utility piece comes in, right? So if you have right. all these people under a shared vision, and then you arm them with a, with like real utility, and in mm-hmm. our sense, it is a carbon-backed NFT. You buy this mm-hmm. thing quite literally upon mint or upon trade, it makes a massive impact um, on the real environment. Uh, and that's, sorry, that's the third word, impact, right? Community, utility, impact. So that's what I think. And then I think brands, that's sustainable brands that want to leverage this space it's i think it's the same thing find the shared find people that have the shared values um, and align with your mission and then arm them with a real way to make an impact and you know via web3 and nfts that is also the financial motivation too right so it's the perfect you know logos eat this hopefully
1: Wow, that I like again. Like we could stay here, you know, talking, you know, for, for a few more, you know, a few more minutes, because it's just so interesting and, and it's just fascinating what you're doing and how you know how you envision um, the the business of Ecosapiens. So for the audience that is here listening to us, if they want to know more about Ecosapiens, so how how, they, how what can what they can do to to join and you know to collaborate and be part of the community you're building.
0: Yeah. So we, you know, we're obviously at the start of a, a really, really big, meaningful mission. And for anyone that wants to themselves, you know, begin their transformation from Homo sapien to Eco sapien, all you got to do is go to our website, ecosapiens.xyz, or go to our Twitter, uh, which is also ecosapiens.xyz, and plug in. Get into our Discord, follow us on Twitter. Those are the two best ways to engage with us. We, um, you know, we host weekly town halls we have fun you know twitter games and, and discord games and just jump in and start talking to people we've got you know quite a few people already and um you know come come fight the good fight with us
1: amazing that's incredible so huge congratulations on what you're doing and then definitely we as an agency we would love to continue this conversation with you as well and understand like you know how can we support as an agency and how can we be part you know, of your community and maybe how can we, you know, support or be educating more the influencers that we represent, but also the clients that we work with. Because I think, you know, as a, not just us as an agent, but I think all the agencies out there that it has, you know, so many talent representation, but also brands. So how can we all together, you know, help, you know, educating and shape that behavior that we can be, you know, more sustainable in all the points. So, Nihal, that was amazing conversation. Thank you so much for, for your time and for being here with us today. What a, what a fascinating, you know, topic. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of, you know, uh, of our audience here interesting to know more. So thank you so much. Really appreciate. Thank you, Ru Ross, for the first time joining our podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone that's listening um, and thank you, Niha. And then, you know, hope that we can, you know, having you uh, involved on the project that we're working here at MG Power. So really appreciate.
0: Thank you, guys. I had a lot of fun as well. <laughs> thank you, Niha.
1: Thank you so much. And for everyone that's here today with us, thank you so much for listening. Another episode of Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast. If you're not following us or have subscribed yet, please make sure to do so. We are on Spotify, Amazon, Apple and YouTube. So I look forward to see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you soon. Thank you so much.